Well, hello, dear friends, and welcome to the business of personal brand photography. I am so excited to bring this episode to you because I'm speaking with a truly phenomenal award-winning business owner. She helps a lot of people in my local area and across Australia to look great, to show up, to be present and to get found when it comes to digital marketing and online presence. So welcome, Lizzie. (laughs) Thank you. Excited to be here. (laughs) Lizzie, I just wanted to introduce you to the audience. So can you tell us a quick little bit of the background story of how you've ended up running this phenomenal business that you've called the Organized Creative Yeah, of course. So I come from a background of traditional advertising and then I went into digital marketing and then I thought, you know what, I'm going to do this my own way. And so branched out, did a little work as my own you know, consulting firm, just ran under my own name. And then I thought, time for a big leap. Let's go. Rebrand, new office, hire the team, go large. And we did that. So now we are the organized creative with our own office space and growing team. Um, watch this space. There's more coming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then obviously we've made a big splash because we came out with a whole lot of, you know, our our own new brand and our own way of doing things, which is a little bit different to how others in our industry might operate. And it's obviously reflected well with the judging panel. So we've come away with some awards recently and lots of clients flocking to us for our, it's funny, they come to us for our vibe apparently. Yeah, great. (laughs) Which is obviously a big part of how we show up with our own marketing and public relations. And then people are looking for a little slice of that for themselves. So that's what we do now. (laughs) Great stuff. So for everybody listening, I'm going to be fully transparent here and say that Lizzie is actually a client of mine. So I helped her with her recent rebrand. But why I wanted to bring Lizzie on to have a chat today is because Lizzie and I sort of have a little bit of a collaboration as well in that she sends quite a lot of her clients to me. So I wanted to get her perspective on what it is that helps her clients in terms of image content to really stand out, what helps her to get this kind of successes that she does for her clients. So can we just start, Lizzie, I guess, with the types of clients and the businesses that you are attracting and who you are serving right now? Yeah, absolutely. So we have clients across a range of industries, but I guess the things that they have in common are they are very entrepreneurial, they are growth focused, or they've got a project or a dream in mind that they want to do. They say they want to do it properly. So they're not going to try and muck around and do it themselves. They want to do it properly. They want to look professional and they want to hit all the right marks so that they get the maximum exposure that they can. And so we we will cover things from like manufacturing of new sustainable innovative products or we'll have new tech innovations, professional services, personal brands, new developments and things that, you know, require branding and creativity for what actually currently exists as a patch of land but has an amazing vision for the future. So we're, we're very much big believers and love supporting people who have a great vision for what's to come and we love to help them get there by creating the content and the communication messages and the plan around that so that other people can then see, believe and buy in on that vision. Yeah, I guess what I like is that you've got sort of like a a total approach, you know. One thing that's always really stood out to me about what I've known about the relationships that I've cultivated with your clients after working with them is that you guys are really, really, really powerful at getting people free press (laughs) and getting them, getting eyeballs on their stuff, I guess, you know, like from that PR perspective. 
So can you kind of educate the photographers that are listening to this about what you feel is the basic elements of a PR kit or a really strong visual PR kit for clients? Yeah, absolutely. And tell you how many times I've seen it where like someone's gone to pitch for something and the the very first thing that a journalist or someone will come back with is, do you have a photo to go with that? Uh, like there's always have to be a photo. Come on. Yeah, right. <laughs> and generally the quality of that photo will determine whether or not the piece even gets run because there has to be something. Obviously there's headlines, there's the core message of the story, but the image is what captures people's attention. And just like anyone else working in social media, journalists and editors have, they work in this space where people have quick attention spans they're attracted to things that are visually pleasing or things that are, you know, really shocking or something out of the ordinary. So they are looking for ways that they can attract an audience. And depending on the news outlet, sometimes it's necessary for their business model because they need to they need to charge people. So they need to get people through a paywall and make it so intriguing enough that people will want to pay their $5 a week or whatever it might be for the Courier Mail subscription or, you know, whatever. So everything that we pitch to a journalist includes a visual element, has to. Otherwise, we would probably be wasting our time. It'll just go into the pile of hundreds of emails that they get every day. Mm. But part of that is so we put together a media kit for at the outset and that always is, you know, punchy pieces around why the client deserves media attention, why are they an expert at something or what is their product delivering, how is it unique, how does it hit a few key points like what makes it newsworthy you know does it have a charitable element an innovative element sustainability is there a you know for lack of a better term like a sop story to go around it is there a from you know rock bottom to triumph story and then the visual that matches it really needs to confirm that story Mm. and there should be a range of images for that too and I always like to have spares up my sleeve because if we're going to target multiple media outlets they all want to have their own like exclusive angle or element and they don't want to be using the same recycled photo from one print outlet or digital um, news outlet. If they've already run it somewhere else, they don't want to run it again. It's kind of they want their own unique piece. Yeah, and they'll always story. Like, yeah. Even yeah. if the story is new, the image is old, they want to run something fresh with it. And if you don't and they still want to run the story, you'll you just get you either risk not having an image and therefore less people will read your story, or they'll throw in some stock image that you think, oh God, it's so cringy. Like, please don't associate that with the brand. <laughs> so you kind of you lose the the control over how that your brand is represented. So yeah, a range of images is what we're looking for. I think this is so interesting because I know that a lot of the photographers that I coach and speak to, they kind of, you know, like they're like, oh, what are the stories that I need to help the clients tell? And so I guess, you know, it's it's an integral part that maybe that the clients sort of have an understanding or they're working with a professional like you that understands what are those newsworthy stories. So I, I really think it's great that you've given us that little checklist of sort of the things that are punchy at the moment because I think that everybody has an element of one of those in their backstory or in their present story or their future planning story. So I think it's great for photographers to sort of pinpoint and ask those right questions, right? Yeah, absolutely. And the main thing, and I've like, I've grilled some like local journalists and editors going, what 
are you looking for? Like what's on your agenda that I can help map to? Because I've got some clients who I believe have great stories and some media will run it and others won't. And there was one that was consistently not running any of my stories. I was like, what is it? Like, why? <laughs> like, tell me, what do you want? Well, what can I give? And they were looking for, like they said, we're happy to, we love running business stories, but we need the human element part of it. So they weren't, they were less interested in the innovative and the sustainable and those sorts of things. They were really looking for that human element of that you know, tragic to triumph or something around that. Or it's like, you know, this idea was born from this child that I met and I wanted to help them or something like that. They wanted that human element. And if we can bring that across in the visuals, that would really like help lock down those editorial opportunities. Mm. And, and what we often find too, is even if we're looking at, even if it's for radio, even if it's for TV, it's not necessarily just like digital news or print news we can still utilize those images because each of those other outlets have their own digital component as well. So mm-hmm. even if you get a feature on a radio show and you're doing an interview, they still might put a piece on their social media or on their website to link back. So you need an image to go with that. Yeah, even the TV, sometimes they will run visuals in the background, like behind the news anchor, they'll have a visual in the background while they introduce it and then it'll cross over to the TV interview or they'll even run through some images. If they don't have enough like B-roll footage, they just, they're just doing the interview face-to-face and they don't have any B-roll, they will kind of slide across the still image and like, you know, very basic <laughs> visuals up and down, side to side, just glide over a still image because they need something else to fill out the story. And if they don't have that, then your section just gets cut short. So you might be a 15-second news story instead of a 30 seconds to a minute. So Wow, yeah. you're like well, really helps. blowing my mind right now. <laughs> There's so many elements <laughs> that I, I didn't even understand. So what I'd like to maybe get a, a bit more of a technical analysis from you then is what sort of the standard sort of images that you would say that every business owner that it might be trying to get free publicity definitely have to have like we all probably Mm. understand that a standard kind of headshot where you're looking a tightly cropped headshot looking at a camera is a good one but is there anything else that you can recommend that a good little kickers to have inside of your media kit definitely so if you can demonstrate the doing of the business whether that's like the making of the product behind the scenes and then the finished product or if it's a service delivery can you be with a client and demonstrating how you're doing that thing? And then doing, if there's something particularly unique about the way you do something or the way the product is made or how ingredients or something like that. I'm even thinking like my, my mind has gone to like a manufacturing client who does something with recycled materials. If they could like a photo of them gathering those materials would be great. And then how they're creating that product in, you know, how they're manufacturing that, how they're out in the workshop doing it. And they're going around to the finished product with someone, the end user who's going to be using that product. It helps tell the story from start to finish. And then it also gives an opportunity. So then if a journalist is going to tell a whole story, or if we've got a magazine feature, for example, rather than just being a small column article, if you've got all of that visual to tell the story, you might end up with a double spread with lots of visuals. So that obviously is the, the ideal, especially for someone in my industry. I'm like, the more space, the, the better. So if you can tell the story from start to finish, that would be great. And then those 
those classic headshots to camera are really good for if you can then, you know, be adding commentary to the media regularly, they might, you know, throw you a quote from you as part of a larger story, then your headshot goes with that. So that's kind of where we'd use a range of photos. But then also like having a few different portrait shots and things that show a little bit of different personality because you might find that a more corporate looking one would suit one type of media and then a more crazy fun you know, jumping up and down or something, you know, my standard photos, you know, more. I'm going to link in the show notes to Lizzie's website so you can get a sense of this in her Instagram so you can see just how, what it is that's attracting people's attention to her business (laughs) because they're very dynamic and. There's some fun ones. There's lots of pink outfits and sparkles and cocktails and and different candy canes or whatever we had I can't even remember but all sorts of stuff but so I would use like you know me in a professional white suit for a more corporate publication but then if I wanted something more lifestyle focused or getting in more mainstream media and wanting to capture attention of a broader audience just a, the classic headshot of me they'd be like oh well, that's just another professional services corporate like slide on by getting those other ones that show a bit more personality might you know, relate more to say like an urban list or a different lifestyle publication or something like that versus your courier mail. So it's about trying to do different versions of of the business person and showing the different angles around that. So what I'm sort of hearing from you too is that you're basically sending fully fleshed out sort of stories that the journos don't really, and I'm not saying that they don't have to do work, But it's not like what I think a lot of people traditionally think that, you know, once upon a time in, they'd send a photo crew to take professional photos. More so, I guess, Mm. because the content machine is so hungry and it's flipping over Mm. and it's such a busy machine is that really the more fully formed the story is by way of content, the more likely it is to get the eyeballs on it. Is that what you're sort of saying? Absolutely, yes. So we won't just send our one-pager media kit and photos out and just go, hey, we'd love a story opportunity. Here's our client. They're really great. We may do that for some publications where we don't particularly have a story to go yet, but we want people to know that if they're looking for commentary, this is the person to go to for topic X, Y, Z. And sometimes we'll get a hit on that, but it's more just like a, hey, they're here, pop them on your file. But the ones where we get the most success is where we've actually written a full press release. We write the whole story so that it's just ready for the journalist to copy paste Mm. and that's them ready to go. Yeah, we write the whole whole story. We, We think of the angle. We think of that newsworthy component. We match the images to the story and we literally do their whole job for them so that we can just go, there you go. Here's a nice little thing with a bow on it, bundled, ready to go. All your job today is, Mr. Journalist, to copy, paste and put your byline on it. Job done. And when they do do that, that's great. Other people say, aren't you a bit frustrated that, you know, you do all this work and it's their byline? I'm like, no, that that's my job. And when I get it published word for word exactly how I wanted it, that's success. When they go and muck around and they start changing things, and they, and which is totally their right because, you know, they can write however they want to write. As long as they don't change the quotes, they're able to do that. But when they copy paste exactly how I've written, I'm just like, yes, we've got all the key messages. We've got everything in there as we wanted it. So that's success. <laughs> and I guess as well from you, from a like a, you know, a brand aesthetic point perspective, when you've got the right images 
and you are literally curating exactly how that's getting seen, then that obviously further, you know, helps you to help your client. Have you found in the past that you've got people coming to you with sort of lackluster photographs? I'm interested to understand if you found that having those better quality images has changed the or increased the likelihood of getting good placements as opposed to I'm thinking more so from a like almost like a quaint local perspective. Do you find that some local publications are happy with sort of iPhone photos and things like that? Or is everybody looking for high quality printable imagery? What's your take on that? Uh, they don't necessarily need print quality, but they it does need to be a good photo. Like if the lighting's not right or, you know, if if you can tell like it's been something zoomed in and cropped weird and there's pixelation, they're not going to run it. They won't use it. Quite often clients will either come to us with a handful maybe of images that are about 10 years old and, or they've got nothing. And that's where I go, okay, we're going to need to book Paula. Let's go. <laughs> because Thank you. I just think, oh, I just really can't use any of that. And, and for us, it does take a lot of effort to put together the press release, to do the pictures, to do the follow-ups and all of that. And if I just, if I don't believe it's going to get the cut through, I just, I call it at the start. I don't even go for it because it's a lot of work and I don't want to send that bill to the client if we don't end up with the result that we want. And I've done this long enough to know that, you know, it needs to be a newsworthy angle. We need to have the photo. We need to have the story written and we need to kind of time it right so that if it can align with something else that's coming up in the news that we kind of, we, we, we manage out all those elements to give it the best possible chance at running. And if I know that the images are going to let us down, I would rather not use those old ones. And I think, you know what, I'm going to come out with my iPhone and take a quick snapshot because whatever you've got there is not going to work. And I would rather do something quickly, but if we've got time to plan it, if there's not like a time sensitive message to get out, I would rather book in and get the proper ones done because then we've got opportunity for better publicity because of the better imagery. Mm. And I think like if you're going to go on like a, an online news site that just puts things up like every single day, you, you know, every hour, they are happy with a quick res image because they don't want to affect their load time of their pages and that sort of thing. If you want to go in a magazine though, they always ask for a like a new and un, unpublished, like nothing else in any other media editorial quality image. So I wouldn't never bother sending the iPhone image to the print magazines, but the online news I can. TV news, you can send them a little iPhone video you took of something crazy that happened down at the beach. They don't mind. <laughs> so I'd love yeah. to dig deep a little bit, I guess, maybe into the collaboration side of things then because, I mean, you and I have, have talked numerous times when you've sent clients to me, and I think that this is something that a lot of photographers maybe don't even think that's a possibility is to have a relationship yeah. between like, you know, between businesses like ours. But what I mm -hmm. love about working alongside with your clients and working with you is that if ever I've got a photo shoot, I can just give you a call and say, what do you need? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you can be really clear because oftentimes when you're talking with clients, they're like, oh, I don't know, you know, Lizzie just told me to come and get some shots and I can just get straight on the phone yeah. to you and go, all right, what do you need specifically? And you'll just let me know. So how does yeah. that sort of, I guess that, 
relationship come about? Obviously, you know, you and I've known each other through different circles, but have you been approached by Mm. other photographers or do you work alongside of any other businesses in that capacity where you have had to cultivate those relationships? Yeah, absolutely. So we have, with our business, we have a lot of people that we would subcontract work out to, whether it's photography, videography, even web development and that sort of thing. Like we like to sit in the space where we can strategize, put together that whole branding, like visualization of like, well, what, you know, what's the brand message? What does it need to look like? We'll have mood boards done around what we want this to be, but then we will find the right people to plug in to help us achieve that. And so sometimes it's you, Paula, when we know we really need like a great photo shoot and we need the personal brand to shine through. There'll be different ones where we need like a videographer to go through and film a full sequence of how whiskey is made, for example, or we need drone shots to show various progress elements or even potential views of a, of a building that hasn't been built yet. So <laughs> there's all different types of people that we that we bring into the business that we seek out. And there's some who might specialize in like, I don't know, something slow motion or looking at the detail of a product or there's other photographers who are food specific and they know, you know, how long you, you can and cannot wait till that piece of steak turns to shit. So, <laughs> And this um, is what I we, think is a lot yeah. of people don't understand that that kind of niching down. A lot of photographers mm-hmm. I know that I've worked with are scared of going into niche markets, but you and I both know that I rock it with women who are in their 40s and who uh, struggle with confidence and, you know, and I'm a people person. I am not good with inanimate objects and I'm the first person to admit that, you know, (laughs) but that's the thing there is, there's work for everybody. And I think that the the more sort of niche down that, you know, as photographers listening, the more niche down you can get and the more you can understand exactly where you rock it, that's when Mm. you can become known for that, right? As you're just talking about here. And I've probably got four photographers that I work with, each in a different like zone of genius. One that's fantastic at shooting properties but they're terrible at shooting people. So I would never get them to do my people stuff. But I always get Paula to do my people stuff. But I don't ask you to come out to my restaurant photo shoots and to photograph the steaks and the champagnes and all those sorts of things. I've got someone else who's just amazing at that. But like I said, I wouldn't get her to try and photograph the properties and the interior design stuff because everyone's got a different eye and really niches. When you can niche down on that specific thing, you just get better and better and better at that thing. So that's why I've got this whole range of suppliers that I work with and I pick the right person for the right project that I'm trying to do. And even sometimes I'll know there's different personalities that will work better with others. And so I like to match the people with the project that I know will get us the best outcome. And so I would always be open to like, if another photographer walked in and said, hey, I would love to do some work with you. I'm like, great, what's your specialty or what do you do and what's your portfolio? Because that I want to get an understanding of what do they do? And how would that fit in the mix of clients that I've got? And have I already got that service or have I not? Or, you know, I need something done on a particular day and my normal person can't do it. So I'm going to need a backup. (laughs) What I love about what your business is doing is this, that you're not trying to take on everything in-house. And there are a lot of digital marketing, marketing companies who are offering the photography and the videography within their service range. And you know, they've got yeah. the same person running around and doing 60 different tasks and stuff like that. So I think if, if I can give any advice to you, if you're listening about and you're curious about this is, is to really kind of go and suss out a business like Lizzie, where 
you are very clear about the lanes that you stay in. Like, you know, you, you mm. do know exactly what your skill sets are and you're not trying to kind of grab everything. And it's not to say that that's a negative either, but there's a certain style of business and it's more of a boutique style of business, I would sort of say, where you mm. you are quite selective now, I'm sure, about the kind of clients that you onboard too. So you're not just yes. saying yes to everything. And that's that's an important thing. It's I think sometimes the clients that you say no to are as important as the ones that you say yes to, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I like to always do, actually, just before I jumped onto this Zoom, I just jumped off another one, just meeting a new client who would say, can I just get a quote for this thing? And I was like, would love to, but first it's gonna, we're going to have a chat because mm-hmm. I want to know, do I even want to give you a quote? Do I like and, you know, there's, you know, how much is a website? how long is a piece of string? So I needed to find out some details, obviously, first. But there was, for me, it was figuring out, you know, what exactly do they need? But also, where are they going? What are their, what are their goals? Can I work with this person? Do I align with their beliefs and what they want to achieve? And do I want to help them get there? That's kind of what I'm sussing out of those very first initial pieces. And then saying yes or no, or, you know, or it's, you know, we're at capacity, can't help you right now. <laughs> or, um, or it's absolutely, we would love to align with that. And that sounds fantastic. So we definitely do figure out who we want to work with. And then I feel like a part of that is like that responsibility of whoever else I'm bringing on to work on this project with, like, are they going to align with that same value and belief and the growth and get on board with it too? Or is it going to be like a, a pain in the butt and we just, oh, it's just another job. Like I want everyone to be excited about the projects that we're working on. So we all get the best outcomes for the clients. I think that's just a natural sort of desire when you're a creative too, isn't it? You need to be able mm. to work with people that light you up. <laughs> do you know? Yeah. You I think my brain literally doesn't, it doesn't do the thing it's supposed to do if I don't believe in the product or the person or I, I'm not like if I don't gel with the personality, I can't bring out what I need to bring out from them for my brain to do its thing. And I will say that to people. I was like, there's no scientific explanation that I've come across yet, but my brain won't do the thing (laughs) (laughs) unless like I need to do it. And then, and that's also like, I have to, every project we work on, it starts with a strategy. I cannot jump straight into action and doing. I need to figure out everything. I need to pull apart all the pieces of their business and their brain and their thinking to really understand where they're at, where they're going, and then then I can do the thing. <laughs> then I can, you know, put all the pieces together. Then I go, great, here's what we need for in a photography brief. Here's what we need to do for media. Here's what all the, the website needs to do to capture all that attention. Here's how the social media is going to align with that. And that's another part where that photography and that visual really needs to connect because I could have an amazing editorial go out in a magazine and if the website isn't updated yet and it's still got the old photos or no photos, there's such a disconnect. Or if we put a, a weird photo in, like an editorial piece, and then people check them out on social media and the website, and they're like, oh, it's so much better than I thought, but why would they have used that old photo? So mm-hmm. I need like all of the elements to really be complementary and tell that same brand story for consistency because people will also have a visual idea of what they think a business is and they may not 100% remember the name but they'll go oh it was I don't know they made chocolates in Budrum or something and they'll search for that and then when the website or the social media pops up yeah that looks right because it looks this that that looks like what I saw in the paper that visual connection so all of that needs to be consistent so what I love to do is not just go, okay, we need five photos today at this shoot. It's I need these five photos to start off with for media, but let's get a bank of a hundred 
And then I've got enough for the website. We've got socials to roll out for the next 12 months. We've got a range of options. If we get multiple media hits that they've all got a fresh editorial image so it looks fresh and new, not the same thing on repeat. And it's all consistent. So that's what I love to have. And having that all in the file ready to go means that we're also prepared for anything that pops up unexpectedly. Like that's always also a challenge and an opportunity with the media. <laughs> and I think this is where right a lot away. of the limiting beliefs from the some of the people that I talk to, the photographers that I talk to, because they kind of like, they can't in their own head sometimes get past the fact that their package has 10 images or 25 images. And they're like, why would people possibly need 50 or 100? And I'm like, the content machine is hungry. Yes, <laughs> she needs to absolutely. be fed. <laughs> I saw something pop up. A client had given me a quote that they'd already got from a photographer and it was, you know, just for three images. I was like, per week or like <laughs> in total? She's like, no, in total. I was like, oh, we're going to need more than that. <laughs> like we're doing, we're doing three posts per week on multiple platforms on social media and I'm going to flesh out your website and like I need all of that. And, you know, unless you're going to go in and do multiple shoots all the time, like, let's just bang it out in a day. Let's get it done. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Music to my ears. Cause that's what I always say. Get a year's worth of content done in one day and then you don't have to come mm-hmm. back. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden 12 months flies by and you think, okay, well, let's go again next shoot. But yeah, it makes it so much easier. So I think that a lot of the photographers listening will still probably maybe be in disbelief. I mean, you have a very successful thriving business. I have a very successful thriving business. There are a lot of small businesses who are willing to invest at this level and have a team working around them to help them to look more professional. And the businesses don't need to be in the, you know, the tens of millions of dollars to invest at this level. Are you finding that too, Lizzie? Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Like in our client mix, sure, we do have some big corporates who work across the country. We've also got small local businesses who just say, look, I've been trying to, you know, muck around with this myself for years. I want to do it properly now. And they've got some money put aside. They're willing to invest. And, you know, for them, like they might have 10, 20 grand ready to go. And they go, I just want to do this properly. Set me up with what I need. And that might then include like a photo video shoot. Let's get their social media plan sorted. Let's get a website revamp. And then then they're ready with their package to go. And they can continue doing that themselves if they wish. There are some others who will go, you know what, I'm going to give this to red hot crack with someone else for six months. Let's see how much this investment pays off by growing my business. These can be small, yeah, small local businesses, one-man bands. We've got a couple of them. We've got a couple of medium businesses. We've got a few large ones who've got 50-odd employees and others, yeah, who are across the country. But it's not just limited to, you know, businesses turning over multiple six, seven figures, it's it's definitely the startups too who their mindset is we want to grow and we want to do it properly so they're willing to invest the money. And yeah, I, think I think people have more money than you th- might assume. <laughs> That's one thing that I think is really important because I know that a lot of the time, and you've probably found this in your history in business too, is sometimes it's easy to make assumptions when you're putting together quotes or pitches and that kind of thing. And I think that the the general consensus is, particularly I think amongst females, is to always Mm -hmm. want to play small, (laughs) do you know? Yeah. We were conditioned to do that. So I think it's really interesting when I speak to photographers and I'm like, well, how often have you pitched that top package that you're not selling? How often have you presented it to somebody and said, I think this is what you need? 
because unless mm. you 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 put it in front of them and you tell them the benefits of it, how are they going to know you're the expert? You're telling them what they need, and if you say, "I think you only need a seven image thing a package," mm. well, they're going to go, "Okay, so." <laughs> what I love to do is go. Here's a range of options, and you're probably going to look at this small one and go, "That feels comfortable, cool," but nothing we do in our space actually ever feels comfortable for people because I'm going to put them on the radio. I'm going to put them in front of a TV crew. I'm going to accelerate their brand. And I said, feeling uncomfortable doesn't have to be a bad thing, but I want you to kind of push the boundaries a little bit and let's just, let's just dip our toe in or let's, you know, tell me, do you want to dip a toe or do you want to jump full in? And sometimes people get so excited. Like, you know what, we're just going to jump all in. I'm like, great. So what I would love to do is all of this, <laughs> you know, let's go big. This is what I truly recommend, not because I want to take all the money out of your savings account, but this is what I truly believe you need. But I totally understand if that's not feasible right now, that's why I give you a range of options. But if you're coming to me for my professional opinion, my professional opinion is you need this larger package. And sometimes people will jump at it. They go, cool. Well, they're like, oh, well, actually, we had put aside a whole bunch of money. And I'm like, great didn't say that at the start that will not openly go we've got a hundred savings what should we do with it like they would never jump out and say that but if they come to a professional and they want some you know they want a professional's advice then give it don't worry about what they how they might react or what they might think or any of that like they, they can handle all that on their own but if someone's coming to me and asking for my professional opinion on something I'm giving it and then I will give options around it, but I will always say what I think my absolute like recommendation would be. And then it's up to them to make the choice. Yeah, absolutely. I love this. I've got goosebumps actually listening to that. Oh. It's just so, yeah, it's just so powerful. It's, it's exactly where I sit too. And I know you, you work with integrity. So you, you're going to assess the people's goals and then you're going to match to their goals. So you're not going to, mm. ex- you're not going to try and pack everything in if you don't feel like they need it either, right? And I'm the same. So no, exactly. we're both very honest and about things. I want to get a little bit, turn off the clients a little bit and talk about your own journey and what happened well, yeah. to your brand when you decided to jump all in. <laughs> My goodness. It went crazy. It was amazing. <laughs> and I think, so I was always like behind the scenes, putting all my clients first and doing a great job at that, but they always had the spotlight and they had their brand and their goals and all that sort of thing. And I was just very basically just running on my own first name, surname consulting, you know, like <laughs> that was it. Very basic black and white logo. And then I started to grow. And it was when we did this full rebrand that I thought, let's stop doing like, let's stop doing business the way everyone expects you to do business or what I thought everyone expected of me, you know, to show up for business. And I thought, you know, do I even like a black and white logo? Like, I think I just did it because I thought that's what you should do. Cause it kind of looks a bit professional. Like do it, you know, all the things, all the reasons that, you know, the decisions I'd made to get to where I'd got to that point were all the things of this is how you're supposed to do it. And then I thought I'm bored with that. And it hasn't really worked for me. And I'm now going to do everything just the way I want without fear of, oh, is it too much? Is it too much colour? Isn't that too much glitter? Is it a bit crazy? And, I mean, there was always that little bit of fear in me going, oh, I don't know how people will respond, but I thought I'm the only way to find out is just to go out and do it. And for me it was just diving all in and it was just let's do everything at once. And that's kind of a bit of 
my personality. If you give me like four options, I would say yes, all of them. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, are you going to rebrand or are you going to get an office or are you going to get staff? It's like, yeah, all of those things. So I signed up for all of it because I was like, it's go time, baby. Like I've played it safe and I've played it on everyone else's rules for so long. And I thought, this is my moment. I'm going to give it a go. And look, if it doesn't work out, I'm like, ah, I've got plenty of friends who've got comfy couches. I'm sure I could stay on them if literally everything hit the fan, but <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> well, it didn't implode. Nothing caught fire. And we, yeah, we kind of burst out into the scene with just this array of color, rainbow vibrant photos and real personality and and bringing in our own flair and our logo is now rainbow not black and white and we've got like if, when you watch the video version of this podcast you can see we've got rainbow polka dots in the background of the office and it enabled us to show us and our way of doing things and now people get in touch with us and it's not about recommendation from so-and-so or whatever it's like hey we saw you like you're all over social media and I just really love your vibe so can we just have a chat about like I don't even know what I want to do with you but I just want to do something with you and people are just attracted to our energy they say they love the vibe energy color something about us that's like they're when I hear them I'm just like tick tick like these people are our people because they're only, you know, picking up what we're putting down. And it's given us a lot more freedom, I guess, to really express ourselves in social media. We've got a ton of photos that we can put ourselves out there, like for media opportunities. There's lots now that like people, people see us. We're not behind the scenes anymore. And we have had a massive year. So since I always thought, oh gosh, is it a bit risky? We're going to, you know, I've got wages to pay. I've got super to pay. I've got rent and all these other things going on. And it's a bit of a big leap. And there was a lot of like, this is not the way normal people do it, but we're going to go out there and be a bit, bit us. And I, there was that risk and it is certainly paid off because we have, yeah, we've had a gangbuster year. I've just had a new client, sorry, a new staff strategy session. And instead of being a trio of us full-timers, there was five people around the table and we're talking about more growth strategies. There's resumes sitting in my inbox for next year. So the growth that we've been able to achieve because we put our real full selves out there, not just the version that we thought the world wanted to see. We are attracting all the right people, whether it's people who want to work for us as staff, suppliers, clients, it's all, yeah, it's all coming through and it's coming in, you know, this is the way the world works now. We get Instagram messages and we get WhatsApp messages and we get emails, inquiries through the website in all the different platforms. So we have to check everything all the time because you know, don't miss a single comment on Instagram. It could be your next big client. Yeah, right. <laughs> we, I, I love the fact that you up. sort of said that this is, you know, this that this has been a massive growth year for you because I'm always sort of trying to get that through to the students that I teach inside of the program is that the investment into imagery for brand marketing, it's going to help to increase the revenue. And I think people can be a little bit blocked around that because they think, oh, well, how does it seriously impact? I mean, you're a living testament to the fact that an investment in photo shoot, there was a whole other part around that and the strategy around that as well. But yeah. you made a significant investment in working with me. It was a full day shoot. So it was across multiple different locations. It was a big epic event. 
you, yes. you know, you invested in the clothing, you invested in the styling of the thing, you invested in a lot of other elements and props and things that you brought to the photo shoot. And, yeah. you know, you, but you've got marketing tools that are clearly communicating exactly the energy of your business now, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And people come in when they see the photos online and then they come in and meet with us. They're like, wow, it's just like I've stepped into your Instagram. I was like, we are real. (laughs) We're real people. And we do wear these colorful clothes and, you know, we get shit done too. (laughs) We're not always out with our cocktails and our, you know, puffs of glitter, but yeah, it's, it definitely, I see it as an investment. And actually you just reminded me of, I think when I did my first shoot with you was probably like one of my first, like when I dipped to the toe in doing something a little new for myself before I'd fully rebranded with all the staff, I did a shoot just for me. And I think I'd had my business maybe like four years at that point. I think we're maybe seven now, who knows? I remember I'd posted a few things with my new photos and they were going up and I actually started, you know, being consistent with my own social media and someone's like, oh, congratulations on starting a business. And I was like, I've been doing this for four years, <laughs> but they hadn't seen me before then because I didn't have anything to post or it was like very basic. And then when I had photos, I used them and people thought, oh, wow, she started a new venture. I'm like, no, it's the same I've been doing this for ages. Yeah, wow. And isn't it funny that a lot of the time in those early days, a lot of the business that you attract does come from your existing network. Do you know, you do find that it's like a friend of a friend of a friend. Oh, I've got a friend who did this. Who I know someone who does that. And to to say that for that, you know, that that kind of marketing opportunity was left sitting on the table because you you weren't showing up. Yeah, Yeah, that's crazy. And then like the difference between like actually demonstrating what you're doing and utilizing social media and PR and all those tools you've got by not showing people what you're doing, you're missing out on so much to be able to, you know, to show what you're working on. Like you might be kicking goals out here, but if no one knows about it, you're not going to grow from that. You're not going to be able to leverage those opportunities as much. And I think by being consistent on our media platforms for our own business, like I chat with friends for barbecues and things and, I know their husbands will follow our business Instagram. They're like, hey, Lizzie, like, looks like your business is just growing from strength to strength. Like, how amazing is that? And actually, I need to send you someone's number. They were asking about something like it prompts conversations where if like, and for me, I was like, oh, we've kind of been doing that for a while, but now you're actually seeing it. So people, they can actually see that growth, that success and all of that. I actually was like, I don't even know what we've been posting on social media. My staff do that for me now. <laughs> but I was like, that's great. I'm glad you saw it. And I'm glad that you're getting that vibe of we're, we're successful and we're growing and we've got a great energy. Now you said, every time we log on, there's always something new from you. It looks like you've just always got something going on. I was like, well, that is the case. But actually my photos were taken 12 months ago. <laughs> I didn't share that little bit, but that inside a secret. But yeah, it's it, it makes a huge difference. And it has that's been our... Like I knew that was going to be one of our key strategies for us, which is why I invested that that time and that those funds to do that massive full day shoot because I knew that that would carry me through the year and that would be a huge part of how we presented ourselves. Mm. Oh, watch this space, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, Lizzie, I think that's perfect place to wrap up because you have just shared so much mind-blowing information. I'm so grateful to you for your time today. 
I know that you'll probably have a lot of pings on your Instagram as soon as this podcast goes live. <laughs> a lot of people want to follow you. So again, I'm just going to pop Lizzie's details into the show notes so that you can connect with her and find her. She's amazing. Yep. And yes, if you're in Australia and you need to get some help with getting some fresh eyes on you and your business, I would definitely reach out to Lizzie and the girls because they just got a really beautiful way of of sharing people and their strengths and yeah, helping to share the stories. So thanks again for your time, Lizzie. Thank you. Happy to be on here and best of luck with everyone's career journeys. Love to see it. Yes. Connect with me on socials and I'll follow your journeys. (laughs) Fantastic. All right. Thanks darling. And I'll see you you guys next week. Take care. You sure you can handle